You're listening to Ideal Practice, episode number 53, and happy birthday to me, not me. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to you. This is our birthday here on Ideal Practice. We are celebrating and studying and learning from one whole year of Ideal Practice. Going to share some insights, ahas, and how about that's with you today. That's what we're celebrating. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Wendy Pitts Reeves. And with over two decades of experience in the private practice world, I've built my six-figure business while learning a lot of lessons the hard way. This is the first podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of energy, alignment, and strategy to build a practice that is profit-centered, but people-forward. This is the Ideal Practice Podcast. Hey, guys, and welcome back. This is Wendy. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ideal Practice Podcast how are you? How's life? How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. We are here at the end of the month. And tomorrow, the day after this goes live, is my monthly business planning day. I plan, I take like half a day once a month at the end of the month to sort of review the last few weeks, what's working, where am I at in terms of my quarterly goals, and sort of lay out the groundwork and kind of get the details planned out for the next several weeks. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. And it is, of course, natural that part of that process, my regular ongoing monthly review process, is to think about the podcast, what I'm doing here, how you guys and I are doing together. But added to that, I honestly didn't even realize this until a few weeks ago myself. I Ham uh, was in the middle of participating in a group for podcasters that was led by one of my favorite teachers. And we were all sharing what we were working on, how long we'd been at it, um, how the show was doing, all those kinds of things. And it suddenly dawned on me that I was coming up on the first anniversary of this show. And I hadn't even realized that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should celebrate that. I'm a big believer in celebrating the progress that you've made, your achievements along the way, large or small. I challenge my students and and clients to do that all the time. And um, I do it myself. So I, at the bare minimum, I want to raise a toast to Ideal Practice and to all of you for hanging with me for a whole year. But at the same time, I thought, let's go a little further. Let's talk about what this experience has been like. Because you guys know, when I started this a year ago, I had never done anything like this. There was all kinds of things that I had to learn in the beginning. And over the course of this year, I've had several ahas along the way. And I thought, well, let's talk those through. Let me share those with you in case there are some tidbits here, some nuggets that you can use in your own practice and in whatever kind of cool, crazy thing you decide you might want to try. So just off the top of my head, there were a few things that really jumped out at me. There may be a few others I think about as I go, but let me start with the first one. And the first one is when there's something that you're thinking about trying in your practice, 
some idea, some new effort, some new platform you want to experiment with, whatever it is, don't be stubborn. (laughs) Don't be stubborn. One of my kind of um, internal little misoppositional parts, if you want to use that language, is that I have this part of me that's like, I don't want to do it if everybody else is doing it. I don't care what brand you're wearing, whatever brand you're wearing, I'm not going to wear it just because everybody else is wearing it. That's kind of how I am. I have this really sort of silly little third grade oppositional streak in me. And I swear it feels to me like everybody and their brother is starting a podcast. So when people would suggest that I consider it, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Everybody's doing that. And it is true. Everybody's doing that. However, not everybody sticks with it. Not everybody is successful at it. There is a very real thing called pod fade, where someone starts a podcast and keeps it going for a few weeks, a few months, maybe even a year or two, and then they just sort of disappear. That's actually quite common. And it turns out that I'm actually in a relatively small percentage of podcasts that have made it even this far. And I'm still a baby in this world, right? But I, there are so many people who don't even come close to even this a full year. So don't be stubborn. Just because other people are doing it doesn't mean actually that you shouldn't do it too, because you're going to do it your own way. It's going to be your thing, your unique approach, your voice, your way. And also when other people, lots of people suggest that you should try something, listen to them. Of course, I want you to use discernment. Of course, I want you to think for yourself. I'm not suggesting that you just follow the crowd. I don't mean that at all. But I had actually several people telling me I should consider doing a podcast before, like, honestly, like, I don't know, probably six months to a year before I actually even started it. And uh, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They did have some good reasons for that. And I'll talk about what those reasons have turned out to be in just a moment. But my main point, first of all, is don't be stubborn. Be open to trying something, even if it feels like other people are doing it, even if you're not quite sure how you would do it. Be open to an idea, because sometimes that idea will work better than you have any idea, any thought that it could. The second thing that I have learned from this experience is commit that it's important that you commit to the experience itself. When you decide to try something, if you're going to do something different in your practice, you can't try it two or three times and then quit. You won't have any idea how it's going to work or not work. First of all, I want you to, I want you to like, let's talk about what a commitment means. It means number one, that you get the training, go get some help to learn how to do what it is you want to do. If speaking is something you want to develop, go get a speaking coach or take a course on speaking. If launching a podcast is what you want to do, go take a course. I did. I took a course. And um, I'll tell you, I took Power Up Podcasting by Pat Flynn. I'm not an affiliate. I should be, but I'm not. Uh, I just, I'll just mention that in case you're thinking about doing this. I found it a very useful course. I did the whole thing. I did the homework. I did the exercises. I actually actually completed the thing. And I learned all kinds of stuff in there that I didn't even know I needed to learn. So go get the training when you decide you want to try something, whether it's video, whether it's online courses, whether it's speaking, whether it is how to do a retreat, whether it's launching a group, go get some help, go get some training. Take the time 
to get it right. In the beginning, you're going to mess up. You're going to be stumbling. You're going to be like, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's like learning a new instrument. There will be moments of extreme discomfort. There will be moments when you're like, the learning curve feels a little steep. Just like anything worth doing, a lot of times it's, you know, it's awkward at first because it is new, but it will get better. And there's no way you can really judge how it's going until you do it long enough (laughs) to get it sort of halfway right. And, And long enough is the last point I want to make about committing to something. If you decide you want to try something new in your practice, some new way of speaking to delivering a service, some way of speaking to your clients, delivering a service, connecting with the world in some way, stick with it long enough to get a true sense of how it works. Okay. There is a bit of a judgment call in what's long enough and what's too long. My tendency, my habit actually is to say, stay with something too long. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. This is a characteristic of nines. We tend to put up with things and tolerate things too much sometime. And part of my own personal process has been learning when to let something go. But for a lot of people, it's the opposite. You try something three times, four times, one month, two months, and you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. And you give up. Well, y'all, there's no way you can tell something if you don't stick with it long enough to really, really get a feel for what it's like to do it, how your clients or your audience responds to it, how it impacts your business, etc. Okay, so don't be stubborn. And once you decide to try something, commit to the experience. If you're going to do it, do it right. Okay, and do it long enough to tell. And the next thing I want to say that I think is super important is I want you to find the fun. Find the fun in what you're doing. I think that's what was missing for me for a long time. So many of you who have been with me for a long time, you know, I had a blog for literally years. I published a weekly blog every Sunday morning for something like six or seven years straight. And I was crazy about that. I mean, I I'm perfectly like I'm happy about the blog. I'm proud of it. I think I write I think I write halfway halfway decent and I think I provide a good value. I've had clients who joined me who said that it was the blog that led them to me because they could see how much I was giving quote giving away unquote in the blog that they could tell I really did want people to learn. But that blog ran my life and it is I won't <laughs> I won't go into too many details, but let's just say my weekend never finished, never started until that blog was ready. And sometimes it wasn't ready until four o'clock in the morning because I was obsessive about it. I'm a very, I'm a perfectionist about certain things and that did not serve me well here. So I did that for, for a very long time. And it was a big deal when I decided to let that go. And then many of you also know that last year I took a shot, not last year, not last year, the year before last Wow, time flies. The year before last, I made a decision to launch a YouTube channel. And for a solid year, I produced videos every week. That was a worthwhile experience. For one, I wasn't stubborn. It was an idea that was worth trying. For two, I got, I I did, actually, I did not get the training. I did not take a course in that. Um, But I did stick with it long enough to get a feel for it. And I hired help. I hired a video editor to help me with that because I was not, that was not a skill that I had. 
So I was willing to put money behind it. I was willing to put real effort behind it. I bought equipment. I have all kinds of stuff, <laughs> lighting and you know all kinds of things that you could use. And by golly, I produced a video every week for a year. Here's the thing. That was not fun. When I finally quit arguing back and took people's advice and decided to try the podcasting world, oh my gosh, what a shock. The big surprise for me has been how much fun this is. Now, it might not be for you, like different things work for different people. But for me, this has just been sort of perfect in all kinds of ways. For one, I don't have to worry about hair and makeup. (laughs) For two, I can record and talk as long as I want to, dang it. And I can edit out the things that don't work. It's easy. The tech, even the tech has been fun, y'all. That's that's how crazy this has been. I've even enjoyed how handling the tech. I enjoyed buying the right equipment. I've enjoyed learning how to edit the, the files. I've enjoyed learning how to work with the music, the whole, the whole thing, which I cannot say about anything else I've ever done. So Finding the fun, I think, is really important. If you're doing something because it's a good strategy in your business and it makes really good sense, but it is drudgery or you feel like you're suffering all the time after you've stuck with it a while, long enough to kind of get a sense for it, it's probably not the right thing for you, right? So I think what I want to say to you is that there are lots of ways for you to connect with your audience. There are lots of ways for you to reach out to your ideal client to get yourself in front of the people who may need what you have to offer. It's worth it to try a few different things to figure out what works for you. Speaking, blogging, videos, courses, podcasts, social media, doing a Facebook Live, like there's lots of ways to go. But whatever you decide, you're like, okay, I think I'm going to try this. You do need to be talking to your audience in some way. You do need to be connecting with your potential clients in some way. You do need to be putting yourself out there in some way. But it shouldn't be misery. It might be a challenge. It might not be easy, but it should be something that's engaging that you're kind of enjoying, that you are like willing to do what you got to do to get the hang of it, and that you're having fun. So don't be stubborn. Try something. Once you try it, commit to it long enough to really tell and find the fun in it. That's kind of my big takeaway from this past year of ideal practice. And I will tell you going forward, I have no intention of stopping. I feel like I'm just getting started. And uh, I feel it honestly, it's taken me the whole year to settle into a bit of a rhythm and a routine in terms of how I plan the podcast, how I script the episodes, how I record them, edit them, how I write the copy that goes with it, all the different parts that go with it. It has taken me a whole year to start kind of getting a handle on that. So I still have a lot of learning to do. But I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Yes, I am. So if you don't mind, I would like to ask something from you here at this one year anniversary. Happy first birthday to Ideal Practice. If you don't mind, there are actually three things I want from you. Yes, I want from you because, you know, you and I are in relationship. I have something I want to offer to you and I have something I want to ask for from you as well. 
three things I would love to hear from you. First of all, I could really use your feedback. What are you enjoying most about this podcast? I've been a little surprised at some of the things people have said to me. I've had people say to me offline, like in a phone call, when I meet them somewhere, that they are thoroughly enjoying it. Um, And some of the things people are saying has surprised me. What is it that makes it worth it for you to tune into this? I would love to hear that. Secondly, if you are clear about that and you're like, I love this, Wendy, or I love that, or this is this is what makes this worth it for me, or this is what's really cool, or here's what's sort of fun. If you could write that in a review, that would be awesome because that encourages new listeners to tune in. It helps raise my show in the algorithm on Apple or on Spotify or wherever you listen to it. It certainly does help me get found by more people because other people will check that out and be like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Maybe I'll tune in. But y'all, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Shoot me an email. Send me a DM on Facebook and tell me, just tell me personally what you enjoy about it. It will still do me good to hear because it helps me understand what's working for you and what's connecting. And this is one thing about doing a podcast. You're just kind of speaking to the ether. You don't always know how it's landing. I can't see your faces. (laughs) So share that with me. And that would really, really help me to fine tune this and do it even better going forward. And then the last thing I want to ask from you, so your feedback, your reviews, if you feel like it, and your ideas, what topics would you like me to cover? Who are some guests that you think would be great to have on the show who can talk about the strategy side of a business or who can talk about mindset, energy, the woo side of doing this kind of work? Because I love that stuff too. And if you yourself are kind of interested in being here in a couple of ways, either as a guest to talk because you have something to share, or perhaps you'd like to get a little coaching. I would love to coach some of you on on the air, so to speak. We, we won't do it live. We'll do it offline. We'll record it. So don't worry. We can, we can clean it up if we have a great big, you know, sneeze in the middle of it. But I would love to do some coaching with some of you as part of the podcast. So reach out to me if you're interested in any of that. I'll also have some information about that in the show notes down below. So feedback, reviews, and if you're interested, coaching over coffee. Would love to have you for that. Most of all, I just want to thank you guys for coming along with me on this journey. I am having a lot of fun, but it is it is true that what makes this fun is having you here with me because I feel you. I hold you in my heart all the time and you matter to me more than you can possibly imagine. So I'm sending all of you a great big giant squishy bear hug and a high five too to all of you for all of us as we together continue moving forward into an ever improving, ever amazing ideal practice. That's what I've got for you today. Have a great week, everyone. And I will see you here next week. Moving on in to year two of the Ideal Practice Podcast. Bye now. Hey guys, real quick, I've got a question for you. How would you like a chance to get a little free coaching? A live on the spot bit of help from me in real time where you and I take a shot at solving a specific problem, finding a solution, answering a key question 
about your practice. Would you like that? If that sounds good to you, then I'd like to invite you to be my guest for a special segment here on Ideal Practice. It's called Coaching Over Coffee, and here's how it works. From time to time, I would love to invite one of you, our listeners, to be on the program here with me. You'll have a chance to share a particular issue from your practice that you want to get some help with, and I'll coach you through that. To be selected, all you have to do is fill out a pretty simple application. Honestly, it shouldn't take you more than five to seven minutes to do. As applications come in, I will select those that I think work best for the podcast, those that I feel confident I can help with, and those that everybody can learn from in some way. And don't worry, we don't do this live on the air, so there's nothing to be nervous about. Well, not too much. (laughs) You and I will meet for a coaching session on Zoom, just like I do with my regular clients. Hopefully, you will feel like you've gotten some real value. And later, I will share our work on the podcast. I'll even make a copy of the original audio so that you have a recording that you can keep for yourself. How's that? So what do you think? Could you use a little help? Wouldn't it be cool to share your question so that others can benefit from it too? Because you know, whatever the question is or the problem is that you're having, a whole lot of other people out there have the same question and the same problem. So if you're interested and this sounds really awesome to you, then I invite you to submit your application. You will find a link to it in the show notes below. And who knows, maybe you and I will be doing a little coaching over coffee soon.